What is up, everyone? Welcome to There Can Only Be One, the show that puts together the all-star best of of your favorite artists. And we are really excited about this one because we're going to be tackling one of, arguably, one one of our favorite singers out there. Are we tackling... Are we tackling her? Well, we're not going to tackle her because I'm guaranteed. That's outrageous. <laughs> guaranteed, uh, she would be able to kick our ass. Just put it out <laughs> yeah. there. We are talking about the one and only Pink. Uh, and joining me to go through the Pink discography is my lovely wife, Carrie. Uh, I will have to apologize on her behalf. She's a little under the weather, but she's still here to put forth her all star best of. Carrie, how are you feeling aside from a little under the weather? Oh, thanks for sharing. I just have my deepened pink voice um, <laughs> in honor of today's episode. So yeah, no, it's like you have, have to, that deep, sexy. You guys, you gotta get in close. One, we're here to talk about pink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not creepy at all. No, not creepy at all. Well, what would be creepier, talking like that or actually tackling her? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that depends. Is she attached to like the the circus wires at the moment? That's a, that's a good question. That would be an amazing tackle if you just kind of come <laughs> out of left field and yeah. Try you try tackling someone who's like connected to to wires and flying around the stadium. It's not going to happen. It's that not going to happen. That would just be. We'd have to unwind. Uh, see <laughs> oh, what I did there? I see exactly what you did. Oh, <laughs> man. Whew, it's going to be one of those nights. Okay, so, let, <laughs> so let's go through the rules of the show. So we are going to go through every single one of Pink's studio albums and only pick one song off each album to create a playlist, a best of, of our own opinion. This is not to say that any of the other songs are bad, because I really don't think Pink has bad songs. I don't. But that means 10 studio albums. Now, it should be mentioned that we also skip greatest hits, compilations, and live albums. So that means there's going to be some songs that don't technically qualify and i'm looking at songs like perfect raise your glass and all i know so far and lady also, marmalade i was about to say we also don't tackle soundtracks unless they are like the whole album right so there are some situations where like acdc was the whole soundtrack of the first iron man film that kind of would have qualified this is not that situation lady marmalade pink was only on the one song on the moonlight rouge soundtrack so it would not qualify but we're going to start at the start and that is can't take me home her debut album which was released april 4th 2000 it peaked at number 26 in the u.s has double platinum in the u.s australia and canada and platinum in britain and new zealand there were three singles off this album the highest charting was most girls which peaked at number four in the u.s and number one in australia Pink also won the Billboard Music Award for New Female Artist of the Year. Twitter's also chimed in on this one. David R. Owens picked There You Go. And Brian Colbert, our good friend from my weekly mixtape and Playlist Wars, uh, he picked Hell With Ya. Now, that's what they picked. What have you got off of her debut album, Can't Take Me Home? Ooh, you're going right to me first. Uh, yep, I, pretty much. I have to. I have to admit, both of, well... Every song off of this album was a total banger. It was a very, very, very tough choice, um, which is amazing for a debut album. Well, there's that Billboard Music Award for a reason. Right? Um, So, again, incredibly difficult decision. I agree with the, I mean, most girls. It just reminds me of a Disney princess with the, La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, and there you go, of course, is the most catchy tune. Um, I think after I was listening to the album, I was singing it in my head for about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to pick either one of those. Okay. What have you got? And Hellwitcha, great song. I agree. Props. But I'm going to go with You Make Me Sick. <laughs> it just... Oh my God, that song is just hot. Like it, it has this like Eminem vibe. It's just, you know what? I think you'll probably agree after listening to this episode that I listen to music very differently and and, and 
pick out songs for very different reasons. And I just thought this was the most fun um, off the album. So there is my choice. You make me sick. Not you. I was about to Not say <laughs> that that's, that seems a little timely right now, considering that the, the you know, the Neocitron is, is working its way through your system at this Even point. Even though here. I am sick, it's it's not you, it's me. Uh-huh. Which I, I do hope that you don't make me sick. But the funny thing is, I picked You Make Me Sick. No way. I did. <laughs> I did not see that coming you at all. Are, you are absolutely right. It is a total head bobber. Right, like you sit there, you get the groove going. It's like a, it's like a windows down during the summer, straight up head bobber kind of song. Like I, I groove all the way through. Oh, it's so true. I remember like this album was on um, heavy repeat in my car, and it, it is. It's my summer go to. And it's fine too because I know that you know this album in comparison to the next one, Misunderstood. It is very tonally different from everything else that she did in her career. Obviously, it's her debut album. There's there's a lot of influence from the label, from LaFace Records and whatnot. And but it still holds today. And the funny thing is, you know, as those songs come out, it's like they still hold up despite it feeling, you know, slightly different, a little bit more R&B, a little bit more of that influence into it as opposed to more of the the rock influence you get later on. It's still and and I don't mean to date her in this one here, 23 years old this album is, it still holds up today. Oh, yeah. And again, circling back and listening to her disc- discography, this entire album from start to finish mm-hmm. was just like, it was a hard choice. Like, I really, you know, I... I wrote something down and then I scratched it out. And then, I mean, of all of the albums, this is the one I have the most notes on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can't go wrong really with any of the songs on it. I mean, this wasn't the hardest album for me. There's an album that's going to be coming up and it was heartbreaking to have to choose between some of the songs. But I mean, this one was a little bit of an easier pick for me just because you make me sick is that good a song. But now we move on to her second album, Misunderstood, released November 20th, 2001. She brought in Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes to help with the songwriting on this one. The album peaked at number six in the US. Now, we're going to maybe speed run through some of her accomplishments because let's be honest, Pink has killed it through her entire career. So if it feels like we're speed running, we are. This album is five times platinum in the US and Canada, six times platinum in Britain, four times in Australia and New Zealand. There are four singles off this. The highest charting, of course, was Get the Party Started. It hit number four in the US and number one in Australia and New Zealand. She won the best female video and best dance video at the MTV VMAs for Get the Party Started. Brian, of course, that's the song he picked. Not the song I picked, though. What did you pick? I went with Numb. <gasps> Tell me you didn't pick that. No, you know what? I wrote it down as an honorable mention, <laughs> so I love, love that you picked it. And you know what's funny? Because I, I mean, my pick will get there. It was a no-brainer for me personally, but definite props to this song. And I mean, lyrically, I was listening back to it and I'm like, whoa, like she said things that mm-hmm. you just can't say now, <laughs> in, in polite conversation. Here's, but. here's the thing with Numb. It comes off as this almost dark, almost pseudo-grungy type vibe to it, even though it's still a pop song with some rock vibes. And, you know, if we ever go down Alanis Morissette Road and, and, and cover her discography on this show, I'm going to tell you right now, I know exactly what song I would pick off Jagged Little Pill, and it's not any of the singles. It's Forgiven. That song's got a really cool, almost Alice in Chains kind of vibe to it. This song, it doesn't go that way, but it does definitely has a darker rock vibe, and I, and I absolutely love this song. And just, it, rather than going up in the chorus, it goes down as far as chord progression goes and it's like okay i kind of like this one so what did you go with off of misunderstood well before i get there i fully agree although i do have to say if you were to choose it for the lyrical value is everything okay at home (laughs) will you tell me sicky i'm I'm a little concerned (laughs) um because i always look at numb as like the quintessential 
bad breakup anthem. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like just like such like seething anger, right? But anyway, my choice was 18 Wheeler. Okay. And again, I don't know, maybe it was just like, I mean, that is your, you know, stand up girl, dust yourself off. You got kicked down, but it's going to be okay. And there's always going to be a tomorrow and, you know, just keep going, always moving forward. I remember when we saw her, um, how many years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends because we, we've seen her a couple of times. Several times. Exactly. The, fir- the first time we saw her was on the I'm Not Dead tour. And that was before she went with the full, um, you know, the full gymnastics, you know, acrobatics kind of, you know, stage show. Right. The- and it, it was that show that I'm referring to. And mm-hmm. she busted out this song and it was just instant, like goosebumps, tears, like it hit differently I think to see it live mm-hmm. um and it was just like I don't know maybe I was just in a bad mood or a bad headspace at that time but that song just literally became my you know it's okay you got kicked down but you're gonna get back up and you're gonna come back even stronger so mm-hmm. love love that song and yes it was from that tour remember when she um she you know, I mean, she does this a lot, but she had her band basically like pull acoustic guitars mm-hmm. and just kind of almost had like a mini jam session. Yeah. Like that, that is, I, I love, I mean, you could go to a pink show and it could be anything from, you know, aerial acrobatics to literally just like stripped all down acoustic music. exactly loved it and that just tells you how good the songs are like that that's the rule of thumb if you can pull off a song acoustically live that's the that's the tale of a really good song and that's the funny like being able to say that we've seen pink basically at a club show right at, at the cool house in toronto you know obviously it's a, it was a much bigger club you know but more of a concert hall but you know, that kind of stripped down performance was really, really cool to see for her, especially when you consider the big spectacle that her live shows are now. But now we move on to Try This. This album was released November 11th, 2003. It peaked at number nine in the U.S. It's platinum in the U.S., Britain, and Canada, two times platinum in Australia. There were three singles off this album. The highest charting was Trouble. That peaked at number 68 in the U.S. and number two in Canada, which just goes to show you, we Canadians, we know our good music. Trouble actually won the Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance that year. And our good friend, Sean Faust, uh, he picked God is a DJ off of this one. And Brian actually went with Trouble as well. So I'm going to turn to you. What song did you pick off and try this? Ooh, you know what? When I said that there was a difficult album, Mm -hmm. this one was it. Um, And it really is because it comes down to two. And I want to deflect because I need a minute. (laughs) I'm going to pass the gauntlet over to you. You're stalling. Pass the microphone. You're not deflecting, you're stalling. No, only because, because it's such a straight down the middle 50-50 50-50 draw for me. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if you go one way, I can go the other. And I have a feeling, <laughs> knowing you, I have a feeling that one of my choices is on your list. Well, I will say that I did have a shortlist one on this one here. Uh, Unwind was on my shortlist. It is a, such a fun song, but it wasn't my pick. For that one, I went with Try Too Hard. It is such a straight ahead rocker. Like, and, you know, speaking as a bassist, uh, there was a, there's a fascinating bass line in this one here. There's a lot of walking in that bass line. It's this song slays. Like it absolutely slays. Fascinating mm-hmm. because I did not. Okay. So with that said, I am going to give a huge shout out because my number two was Humble Neighborhood. Okay. That is just such a fun, again, like musically, it's just so unique. And it's just such a fun song. Mm-hmm. But I did pick Unwind. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a 50-50 right down the middle. It was such a tough, um, such a tough pick. But I think Unwind for me personally is kind of my okay girl. 
you are way too stressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my anthem. It's like, no, you know what? Um, you got this, but just like, you know, yeah. That you need I, to unwind. Yeah, it's it's a great, hard hitting, rocky beat for a song that, that about chilling the f out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I approve that message. Yeah, that this album has a lot of good straight ahead rockers in there. Like try too hard again for me. It's 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 definitely. I would love to see that song live. I I think she did it when we saw her at the Cool House, but I don't know if she does it currently in her sets. I'd have to take a look at setlist.fm for that one. But you know, I'm not gonna lie. I have to circle back now to that album and mm-hmm. give that song another listen because it wasn't on my radar. Again, for me, it was. I was like, I was playing these two songs, Unwind and Humble Neighborhood, over and over and over. And I, (laughs) even sitting here today with my list, I still, looking at it, couldn't pick, you know, a favorite. Um, But just, I think, the message behind Unwind. Flip a coin like Harvey Dent and see which one happens, right? And you can't go wrong with either choice, really. Now, that being said, if you want to hear some of these songs, um, we're going to put our playlist, our Spotify playlist, on our website. You can go to notthatbadcast.com. Go to the There Can Only Be One page. You'll see both playlists on there. So, by all means, go to the website check out the songs, listen to the playlist, and let's get Pink some of those streaming dollars off of Spotify. Okay, cool. All right. Next up is I'm Not Dead. This album was released April 4th, 2006. It peaked at number six in the US and number one in five different countries. It is two times platinum in the US and Canada, four times in Britain, seven times gold in Germany, and 11 times platinum in Australia. There were seven, count them, seven singles released. Two of those songs peaked at number nine. Uh, that was Who Knew and You and Your Hand. Uh, again, at the MTV VMAs, Stupid Girl won Best Pop Video, and Sean Faust, uh, he picked You and Your Hand. Now, this was a hard one for me because we have often talked about a lot of artists have three album runs in their discography where each album is just better and better and better. For me, this album is the start of that three album run that goes with this one, Funhouse and The Truth About Love. This album is literally all killer, no filler. So this one was a little hard to go with. And I I had to decide because that's the show. So I went with Long Way to Happy. This song has got great chorus phenomenal bridge and not only is it a good rocker but it really showcases why pink is such a good vocalist and you know there there are i couldn't even imagine trying to pull this one off live because again her voice is pristine in this one in that rock vibe but what did you go with for i'm not dead this album is definitely in the middle and for me it's i mean it's my driving go-to like front to back um there's really not a bad song and you can't go wrong but one stood out for me okay and it's because i can (laughs) (laughs) ice cream ice cream we all want some ice cream we all want some ice cream and maybe that's what it is it's like the summer connection of uh you know driving to dairy queen but no um (laughs) like it's it's just again so empowering Mm -hmm. like it just has such a great message like you know what you got kicked down but you're better than them better than that and and yeah you can do anything so i absolutely love it you know the message you know joke as we do about the ice cream ice cream line but you tell me the crowd isn't screaming that in in the stadium when that when that song is being played oh one thousand percent oh yeah and that's the smart thing about uh, a lot about a lot of her lyrics there's a there's a call and answer right there's definitely parts where the crowd is going to like almost like be revved for that part of the song oh yeah you're just waiting as soon as you hear the first you know line of the song you're like waiting for it (laughs) ice cream (laughs) okay so now we move on to funhouse this album was released october 28th 2008 it peaked at number two in the u.s and number one in five countries triple platinum in the u.s austria and new zealand 
quadruple in Britain, Germany, and Canada, and 12 times platinum in Australia. Another seven singles were released off this album. So What hit number one in eight countries, including the US. Funhouse, this is the album. This is where I agonized. Absolutely agonized over this choice. Because two of my absolute favorite of all time Pink songs are on this album. This hurt. This one, the, just going through this album, like I didn't even have to listen to the album. Like <laughs> Me there, too. There were there were two tracks that I just stared at, and it was like, oh crap, I have to choose. I have to choose. Oh, this was your try. This this was right, but I eliminated one of them because the reason why that song is is in my top echelon of pink songs is because of the way it's played live and the studio version doesn't really match up to the live version and that's sober so i went with the song that if ever given the chance to play this live i would jump on in a heartbeat and that's ave marie this song holy crap like a great rocker song b pink's voice in this holy sh- like otherworldly talent that she is slays this song. And even when it's done live, yeah, and she's got the backup singers to go with it too. Like, holy crap. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie, you you can probably already tell when by the time we get to the episode what song I'm gonna pick is why there can only be one. But this song should get more recognition than it does. It is a phenomenal song. But what did you go with off of Funhouse? Oh, snap. I forgot that I have to pick one <laughs> of of this list. Um, I mean, I could go on and talk about how good this song is for a little bit longer. <laughs> Please do. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to review my notes. I have run out of adjectives. You have to pick now. I clearly didn't study for the exam. Um, okay. For me, this was a no-brainer. And I'm going to go with the title track of Funhouse. Okay. And I say that because... Um, this is the most dancey. Like, I mean, I hear this song, whether it comes on, you know, the loudspeaker at a mall or <laughs> wherever I am, I hear this song, I gotta dance. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're dancing at the grocery store, you're doing it right. I've done it. I know. <laughs> Like, Remember Best Buy? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> we were out buying a tablet one day randomly, and uh, yeah, I was dancing. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like when you like music, like we do, kind of thing, you find yourself dancing in the weirdest of aisles. Like you'll be sitting there at the cereal aisle, there'll be something comes on over the speaker, you forget hearing anything else. You're just like, "That's my jam! Time to dance by the cereal." Well, I have no shame. I mean, <laughs> I remember um, I was at a mall. And uh, I won't mention the store I was in, but I legit like started leading a, you know, choreo routine in that. <laughs> in and you know what? The sales girl absolutely loved it. She thought it was hilarious. I, I mean, if you start twirling around the mannequins, they might second guess things, <laughs> but. They frown upon that. Well, it depends on the store. They might actually like it. <laughs> you, depending on, you might actually increase sales. Yeah, Let's, yeah. let's go with that. Start dancing. <laughs> 101. Moving on to The Truth About Love. This album was released September 18th, 2012. The album peaked at number one in seven countries, including the U.S. It is triple platinum in the U.S., Britain, Germany, six times platinum in Canada, and nine times platinum in Australia. There were six singles off of this one, so clearly slacking. Just Give Me a Reason, however, is arguably her biggest single. It hit number one in seven countries. And if you go to Spotify, you can take a look at the play count. This song has been streamed on Spotify over a billion times. I would say 9.5 were me. (laughs) 9.5 times or 9.5 million times? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, just give me a reason one best collaboration at the MTV VMA Awards that year. Sean Faust, however, chose Are We All We Are? And Uncle Ron at the CWTB podcast chose Blow Me One Last Kiss. So, truth about love, what did you pick? Oh, man, I have to absolutely agree and give props to those two shout outs. Um, But I went with just give me a reason. 
It is. It's such a good song. It is. You know, it's one of those songs that not only does it work as like a, you know, like a very well produced pop song, but you could easily see this as, you know, an acoustic guitar by the campfire kind of song. And, and again, like there's a lot of her stuff that translates really well to acoustic. And that just shows you how good the song is. Not the song I picked though. And I didn't even go with either Sean or Uncle Ron. I went with Try. Mm, good one. Uh, a loved her performance, and I can't remember which award show it was. Where you know the it's this very you know artistic dance kind of thing while she's singing. Which, for the record, what Pink can pull off while pulling all these acrobatic stats and and the whole like uh, again the training that she puts into her shows. Like just slow clap bravo, which I'm not going to start clapping because it's an audio podcast. You're not going to see it. But just recognize that there there is mental clapping going on here. But try, A, it's a good song. B, it's you know, all the way through. There's a lot of emotion in this song. Like, and I don't know why it connects so much, but I absolutely love the positive feel of it, which can't go wrong. It's funny because I picked Numb earlier. and That's a good angry song. And now I'm picking Try. So we're into the positive section of Pink. So that's good. <laughs> so now we're going to throw a bit of a curveball here. Okay. Because not only do we do, you know, the studio discography, but that also includes albums where the artist is the, you know, a, a major part of the, of, of the, rec- the record, the all the way through. So that means we're going to go to Rose Avenue. This is the duo album with Pink, who, uh, who on this album is credited as Alicia Moore, and Dallas Green of City in Color and Alexis on Fire. The album was released October 14th, 2014. By the way, they call themselves You and Me. So this is the debut album of You and Me. It peaked at number four in the U.S., number one in Canada. That's probably the Dallas Green connection there. Um, and it's also platinum in Canada. There were three singles released off of this one. You and Me hit number 48 in Canada and Break the Cycle hit number 41. And coincidentally, by the way, if you do like You and Me and Rose Avenue as an album, uh, in a 2021 interview, Dallas had actually said that he has almost a whole new record written for You and Me. So here's hoping, fingers crossed, that there's another collaboration on this one here because it is really, really good. Now, I need to sit here and advocate for a second, if I may. I, I was going to take, take my soapbox here. It's time to advocate. This is why you should still be listening to terrestrial radio. I remember, you know, putting our oldest to bed. And this was at a time when he, he wanted to have radio on in the, in the room to go to sleep too. So we would put it on CBC radio. And I remember sitting down and talking to him. And all of a sudden, the song comes on. And I stopped listening to what he was talking about. And I started He's going to listen to this podcast <laughs> and be like, Dad. <laughs> and I started listening to the song that was on the radio. And of course, I had to Shazam. I'm like, who is this? This is a phenomenal song. Oh, okay. It's by you and me. Who the heck is you and me? I look at it. It's like, holy crap, it's pink. And and I'll scream from City and Color. The song was you and me. It's the title track of, well, not necessarily the title track of the album. It's, it's the title track of the group, of the duo. It is such a lovely song and their voices together sound so perfect. Like as, as a, as harmonizing the whole, like this song is chills all the way through. So I went with you and me by you and me. What did you go with? Of course you and me. Yeah. Um, this is my cool down song for fitness classes that I, I have like two or three different go-tos and this one is on high repeat. Um, so it is, it's just, it's lovely. And um, because I remember that story mm-hmm. um, and you were like, you have to listen to this song. So you brought this song to me. Yes. So you and me, without a doubt. Yes. By the way, if, if, if you're going to pass along songs to your loved ones, this is a good one. I'm not, not going <laughs> to lie. I, I will say Capsized was also on the list for uh, on my short list for this one. Um, again, another great song, but you and me just stands out among this. There's also, if you like cover songs. There's a great Sade cover cover of um, Ordinary Love off this album. And yeah, again, haunting the Agreed. two of them together. That was good too. Yes. Yeah. 
Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So now we're back to Pink's stuff here, okay? So Beautiful Trauma, released October 13th, 2017. The album peaked at number one in eight countries. It is platinum in the U.S., Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and France, triple platinum in Canada, and quadruple platinum in Australia. There are four singles off of this one. The highest was What About Us. It hit number 13 in the U.S. and number one in two different countries. Sean Faust picked For Now off of this album. But Carrie, what did you go with off of Beautiful Trauma? I'm not going to lie. We talked about the trifecta of Pink at her Mm A-game with Try This, I'm Not Dead, and Funhouse. This album started the trifecta of, for me, the downward... I don't know. Every album, every song is still really beautiful, and Pink is the bomb, always. Mm -hmm. But it's almost kind of like... Beautiful Trauma was her, you know what, this is me doing what I want to do now. You know, it's almost kind of like with artists, you get that almost like where they flick that switch and they're like, yeah, I'm kind of done with the pop hits and this, it's almost kind of like a stripped down, like... It's the reclamation of her independence almost in songwriting. Yeah, yeah. So, um... But again, because I like that pop, catchy radio play um, angle, it, 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 this is where it started to lose me and started to become more challenging. Um, but uh, I had two songs. Um, I want to give a shout out to Better Life because I, I wrote it down. Um, it initially intrigued me, but I wound up going with I Am Here. And I just, I chose it because it was just such a beautiful battle cry. Like, it was just like, no, you know what? This is me, and and I am here. Mm-hmm. Again, all good songs. I had two written down. I'll tell you the one that didn't make the cut, and that's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. You want to talk about almost when someone sings, and you know, like, it feels like there's a lot of pain going into it. It feels like there's a lot of emotion almost. Ble- it almost feels like the, the recording session is also the therapy session. That's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Plus the strings in that. Like as someone who in high school was in orchestra, I always appreciate a good string section in a song. So that one really made it tough to not pick where we go. That song's got a, it's got a great little... You know, almost sit around the campfire, people clapping along, singing along. Where We Go is a fun one. Not necessarily in a pop vein, but more in that everyone's singing around the campfire kind of vein. And I love that about this album, right? There's a lot of that sit down and almost, it's more intimate album, I think, right? It's not necessarily songs for the big spectacle, right? It's not necessarily songs to, you know, twirl around over a stadium to. Well, that's exactly, I think, where it started to lose me in a sense that it was very much, and it was very different. Mm-hmm. It was very different from the Pink album that, um, you know, we were used to, right? It was just such a, um, almost like a new road, for her mm-hmm. a new path and it's beautiful i mean i i find it as a as a natural progression coming off of you and me like if if she did this album after try this it'd be like a left turn but you could almost see like with the truth about love and then rose avenue um this is almost that natural progression and you can you can see her becoming more 
there's a comfort in the songwriting. And I think that comfort translates to rather than want to crank it and drive down the road, this is this this album is like a blanket, a nice warm blanket that you just want to settle down with a cup of hot chocolate. And I wonder how much of that is in line with her life in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, since she became a mom and, you know, kind of settled into family life, um, I mean, most specifically now, hearing that she's prepping for a new tour mm-hmm. um, to support her new album, which we'll get to. But it's it's heart-wrenching, right? The thought of, like, or hearing her, um, her interview clips about, you know, deciding, is she going to, go with this tour um how is the family mm-hmm. reacting to her absence that you know she's hired her 11 year old daughter to <laughs> work um be you know employed on the tour i like i i just i love it i'm i'm totally here for it you know yeah. the whole family versus i mean this is her job this is her livelihood right so you know that it's almost kind of like that beautiful trauma of being torn into two worlds Mm -hmm. and if you've ever watched the the all i know so far documentary on prime uh there's a there's an honesty in there there's there's you know she's vulnerable and open and you know that's heartening that's heartening to know that as talented as she is as much as she's accomplished you know she's still human and I've always, always, always loved that about her and admired Pink for that is that of any celebrity, I, I truly think she is like the most real and just grounded, level-headed. Um, she's just so real. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if if I, you know, that game that if you could pick a, a table of invites and sit down and have a, a dinner or just, you know, break bread with five celebrities or whatever pink would be on my invite list mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah just don't tackle her <laughs> <laughs> i i hear that she would frown upon that but i mm-hmm. really want like i recently saw her roller skating with drew barrymore um on the drew show and i i want to invite pink to go roller skating i think that would okay be but, so all, much fun. but only if you go roller skating at the grocery store in the aisle while dancing oh i would do it done okay in a heartbeat (laughs) so we got two more albums to cover here the first one is hurts to be human this one was released april 26 2019 it hit number one in seven countries went platinum in australia and canada there were four singles off this one walk me home peaked at number 49 in the u.s that's the song that sean faust went with what song did you go with what were the other singles i say that only because there were two songs that i chose and it was almost kind of like because they went from one extreme to another. And I'm going to start with happy because, you know, it's about self-love and it is so uplifting. And then circle games, which was just like instant tears. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, even sitting here, do I have a favorite? Mm, I think I'm going to go with happy just because of my mindset right now i i, I don't know it, it but it's almost kind of like you could go happy or you can go sad like, yeah and that's the funny thing too is that your favorite songs will change over time so like if we in like five years time revisited pink studio discography we might actually have very different songs so for the time that we're putting our list together you know this is these are the songs that speak to us i mean i'll still pick some of these songs but some of them may change. It all depends on. I went with 90 Days featuring Rabel. Now, A, I'd never heard of Rabel. But it's been proven over her entire career that Pink does duets really, really well. And this one almost has like a, you know, a very, a very haunting vibe, right? You've got the duet vocals going on. But it's almost like layered with almost a Daft Punk kind of layer to it. It feels like it could have been in a, you know, an ennui moment in a Tron movie. But it's haunting because there's not much instrumentation. It's almost, almost acapella. 
Like if you ever want to just mellow the hell out, this song is, this is wow. Like you, you sit there. This is the kind of song that has the effect on you. Like the end of Avengers infinity war. You know, everyone's turned to dust and you're like, wow, what just happened? You listen to the song and you're like, holy crap. That that's wow. Like, and for something as sparse production wise to hit you that hard, it's almost reminiscent in tonality as um, the song Me and a Gun by Tori Amos off of her Little Earthquakes album. You know, the one that's completely a cappella. You get that kind of almost breathlessness after hearing the song. Like, if you haven't had a chance to go listen to it, by all means, go to our website, notthatbadcast.com, and listen to this song, because guarantee you, it, it leave you speechless. I'm for sure going to give it another listen, because I'm sure that was one that I just kind of skipped over, because I, I think I listen to Pink differently, because I'm looking for that catchy, almost like fun anthem. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think... Again, I, I might have lost something in, you know, the the pre-listens. So. Yeah. I mean, yes, she can do rock. She can do catchy. She can do boppy. She can do, you know, like haunting and beautiful. Like, get you a girl that can do everything. That's pink. Now, that leads us to her brand spanking new album, Trust Fall. This was released February 17th, 2023. So we haven't had a lot of time to really have this album settle in. So far, it has hit number one in seven countries. It peaked at number two in the U.S. Uh, two singles off of this one so far. The highest was Trust Fall. That peaked at number 94 in the U.S. So obviously more singles will you know will probably come off of this album. But for Trust Fall, because this is new, like that's the thing. A lot of these albums, we've had a lot of time to sit with them and go over them. This is like we've had less than a month. To, to really digest this album. A, how is this album sitting with you so far? And B, what song did you go with? Well, again, um, I mean, it it's very much in line with, I think, where she is in her life. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see because knowing that she is going back out on tour and seeing, you know, screenshots of her practicing and and preparing for the tour with the aerial acrobatics and and like she was up on this like I don't know she was attached to cables right and basically mm-hmm. like training uh for the tour um just mad respect like pink Alicia if I may oh my god <laughs> like damn girl damn she, she does more <laughs> wire work in her shows than movie martial artists Absolutely. Right. And I mean, to think about, you know, when you're on tour and to just give it that level of energy, I mean, you know, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it is a big ask. And she's singing and never misses a beat. Like, holy. Um, but with that said, uh, I was supposed to pick a song here. Yes, you were. Um, again, <laughs> it's all very new to me. And there's some absolutely lovely songs on this i went with runaway okay and i chose it i think for me because it was almost kind of like that 80s vibe again that fun pop kind of i don't know again it's um it's a very different sound i really do uh have to give respect to never gonna not dance again (laughs) Because it's just, you know, again, it's just fun, right? Yeah. I do love the fun pink songs, but again, she can go from the fun anthem to like, again, hauntingly beautiful um, vocal tracks. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I will say, as I was listening to the album Runaway, as I was listening to it, I'm like, this has got a straight Bruno Mars vibe to it, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. And I, I love it. I absolutely love that song. And- it was my number two pick off of this one here, Ooh. It, but it, it wasn't the song that I'm going with. I'm going to go with Kids in Love 
This is featuring, uh, I think it's a Swedish duo called uh, First Aid Kit. Now, I have said on this episode already just how much I love when Pink duets. Um, she has the ability to hit these phenomenal harmonies. And the fact that it's not it's not one now, it's two. Because there, there's, there's two singers in First Aid Kit. So you've got the three of them like try harmonizing with each other and it is so good like if you love vocal harmonies listen to this song i cannot wait and because it's acoustic this is gonna be one of those moments that if though if first aid kit finds themselves at one of her shows or if they're actually gonna go out on tour with her which would be really cool this is gonna be one of those moments where the acoustic guitars come out and the lights go down and everything goes gets real small and the fact that you can go real small in a big arena and have it sound so good. Like I hope she pulls that song live because again, the harmonies phenomenal. So there we go. 10 studio albums, all featuring pink. Can I just say right now, I have to, I have to steal your soapbox and (laughs) pull it on over to my side of the, uh, the studio here you forgot and i know i know that we can't cover soundtracks for because of the rules mm-hmm. but you have forgotten to mention we've got scurvy <laughs> 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 oh come on the music video she made for the spongebob squarepants movie Oh my God. Yeah. Like this girl can do whatever the f*** she wants. And I absolutely <laughs> am here for it. And I applaud you, Pink, because, you know, she can, she can still look and sound fantastic and sing about scurvy. Okay. So she can pull it off. I, I'm, I'm just going to say, if she is listening to this episode. Please do. Please, please, hey, please do listen to this episode. <clears throat> but I'm going to put this out there. Challenge pour toi, Mademoiselle Pink. If Corey Taylor can do the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song acoustically live, you can do the scurvy song on this tour. Oh gosh, I want to see like the matchup. I want to see. I want to see that happen. <laughs> I want the SpongeBob tour. Yes, <gasps> make it so. SpongeBob's greatest hits, featuring the guy from Slipknot in pink. oh i would buy tickets oh absolutely like i'm not gonna lie you know when pink comes to toronto if she does the scurvy song a that tells you that she listened to this show so thank you but b um that would be phenomenal i i I would kill to see her do the scurvy song in the middle of her tour well there is a spongebob squarepants musical i mean off 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 broadway I think it was a high school musical, but still. Hey, well, you know. Hey, you know what? If they can do it, why can't Pink and Corey Taylor? Right. Make it so. It's so off, 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 off Broadway. It's in Baltimore. Okay. So <laughs> so just, just to recap, what is on your there can only be one list? And then of that list, if there can only be one, what song is it? Are we going in chronological order? Chronological. Okay. So... You Make Me Sick from 2000's Can't Take Me Home, 18 Wheeler from her Misunderstood album. I went with Unwind from Try This, because I can, on I'm Not Dead. Uh, Funhouse, Funhouse, title track. Um, From The Truth About Love, I chose Just Give Me a Reason. Um, I guess, self-titled track on You and Me, or sorry, off of Rose Avenue. I chose You and Me. Um, From Beautiful Trauma, I chose I Am Here. From Hurts to Be Human, Happy, and Runaway from Trustfall. And if there can only be one, what song is it? Oh. Yep. I gotta go with 18 Wheeler. Okay. Of all of Pink's discography, that, I mean, that is my go-to. That's my, you know, you kind of feel a little kicked down. And yeah, that is, 
that's the song. Well, that and the scurvy song. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> okay, from Can't Take Me Home, I went with You Make Me Sick. From Misunderstood, uh, I went with Numb. From Try This, I went Try Too Hard. From I'm Not Dead, I went with Long Way to Happy. Off of Funhouse, I went with Ave Mary A. Off of The Truth About Love, I went with Try. Off of Rose Avenue by You and Me, I went with You and Me. Off of Beautiful Trauma, I went with Where We Go. Off of Hurts to Be Human, I went with 90 Days featuring Rabel. And off of the brand new Trustfall album, I went with Kids in Love featuring First Aid Kit. And if there could only be one, I probably, you know already, it's Ave Marie. Like, hands down, my favorite Pink song. And it's funny because I think it was only released as a promotional single, like off of that album, like not even like a big push kind of thing. I think it was only released like in Australia as a single, but holy crap, this song doesn't get the love it deserves. It should be played more and often and frequently and over kind of like I do on Spotify. Carrie, thank you so much for going down Pink Row with me. And by the way, if you want to listen to all these songs, you can go to our website at notthatbadcast.com and check out the playlist. All you have to do is click on There Can Only Be One, find the episode link, go to the page. The Spotify playlists are there. And while you're there, you can also let us know what songs you would have picked and put into your own list. We want to hear from you guys. By the way, if there's an artist you want us to cover, you can also hit us up on Twitter at OnlyOneCast. Carrie, again, thank you. Pink, thank you for pointing out so many great songs and so many great albums. Until next time, I'm Jay. She's Carrie. This is There Can Only Be One. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.